I, I do wonder how many um, how many of our podcasts will have Gervais systems in them. Many, many, and that we started already. So here we go. This is episode twenty of the Velocity Podcast, and we start off with a little story for those of you that um, like to know how Craig and I work on the business. When we first started working on this thing, which is probably three or four years ago, we were working in an office in Reading, and we would have a, a piece of paper blue tacked to the wall with the title Gervaisisms on the, <laughs> on the, on the top, top of the page, and it would just be a tally. And I think we got into the 20s or 30s in a, in a working block. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty standard behavior. It would be more amazing if we, if we didn't have a Gervaisism in a, in a day. It's just become uh, part of who we are, I think, now. Um, it's true. By the way, a Gervaisism is reference to Ricky Gervais and, more importantly, David Brent from The Office, for those of you that, that don't know. Yeah, exactly. So we, we we are going to bring back the much um, the much anticipated uh, fun fact at the end of the podcast. So you want to stick around to listen to two fun facts that Craig and I are going to share. Your day will not be complete without them, and you your conversational skills and depth will be much worse off unless you stay to the end. So there we go. We've got two fun. Two fun facts of the day, but I, I think it's going to do more than make their day. I think this is just going to tide them over uh, between podcasts. You know, just that little yeah. thing that they need to to keep to keep everything in the world okay. Uh, exactly. Our fun facts. So um, today's the, the, we are going to have it. We're going to talk some rubbish. Like, I'm not, I'm not. I can't excuse us if we do, but we will have some uh, a focus for our conversation today that is going to be promoting personal training in general. We're going to share with you three of the biggest ideas that we talk about a lot at Velocity with our coaches that help them sign up a boatload of, of clients in any given in any given swing of the bat. So we're going to cover that um, today, three, three big points. Um, to, to give us a little teaser, Craig, what are the three points, what are the headlines that we're going to cover in this session? Well, David, I'll tell you. I'll bloody okay, tell do. you. Um, so the first thing we're going to do is talk about um, how like how you promote and some of the really big, important things when it comes to promoting what it is that you do. Um, we're then going to talk about something we call showcasing um, and how you can over deliver to somebody and give them this impression, this wow moment. And then finally, we're going to talk about something called digging and painting uh, and how we lay out the next steps for a potential client. Um, and, and that that's will not in reference to labor and getting other jobs. This is actually about, about yeah, this is, if, if you want to make enough money, you need to also go and get a job as a digger or a painter yes. in order to tide yourself over. No, quite the, quite the opposite. Um, yeah, this is, um, this is amazing. And uh, actually today, I don't know if you saw buddy, but in the, um, in the community group, we have a velocity private Facebook community and one of our brand new coaches just posted a screenshot today of their first um, client that they'd got within a, a couple of days on our program. Um, they just posted like the go cardless thing and they were like, wow, I've just got my first client using the, using the Velociraptor techniques. I think she did the 5130 and um, yeah, it was amazing. Just so cool. And, and all of the stuff that we do with our coaches, whether they're in their first couple of days or whether they're running their 50th promotion with us, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are like the principles of how we help people become better at selling their services and delivering a better service for people to be sold into as well. Well, funnily enough, that if you promote right, you won't actually sell. There won't be True. any ideas of selling within it. And that'll be something that we touch on to, uh, we touch on today. 
So, um, mon frere, kick us off with the first. What 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 do we mean when we say promotion? Can we just be clear on on what that means? Yeah, so it's normally like ninety five percent off of your pro no on uh, promoting <laughs> is promoting is all about letting the letting the world know that join, you have join the join the race to the bottom. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Yeah, charge so, as little as possible. Yes. Quick. Um, yeah. No, promoting promoting is not discounting your prices. Promoting is not um, giving away your actual service for free. Promoting is the ability to show somebody or to to find enough people out there so that you can start showing them what it is that you do, why you do it, and why it might be of use to them. And I think there's a there's a problem in our industry, which is people are sat around pissing around on their phone um, or just doing their own training and wondering why people aren't queued up outside the door waiting to sign up for their services. And we've genuinely heard this a million times. Like people say they come to us after maybe a year of trying to make it as a coach. And they're like, I just, I, nobody was coming to work with me. Nobody was, I thought I'd just get my qualification and then people would know that I'm a really good coach and they'd come and work with me. Just imagine for a second, I know we know it's not, we both know, and I think those watching or listening also also know, but just for a second, imagine if it was. I mean, we wouldn't exist, so we, we, we would be doing, we would be digging and painting, but imagine if there was just a queue of people like online somewhere, queuing up outside Elon Musk's desk, like saying, right, just point me in the direction of personal training, ready to, I mean, that would like, that would be a crazy, crazy industry, wouldn't it? Imagine that in in any industry, you know. I look yeah. at my my dad, who's a who's a builder. He's been a builder for years, but before he gained the reputation that he gained and had and did years and years and years of work until he built up this circle, this network, mm. he was promoting. You know, think of, of of any. You think of the biggest businesses in the world, the ones that every think of Apple, think of Microsoft, think of all these big companies. They still promote to this day, and there's a reason for that. So, yeah, yeah thinking, you know little old you as a personal trainer that you don't need to promote is is fucking mental really is mental that's so, mental that's mental so yes we 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 are going to be talking about that very briefly and, and more specifically scarcity and urgency now um dave i'm going to hand over to you on that scarcity and urgency in promoting yeah for sure um i was just going to add one more thing to that story about you know how so, and I think we probably fell into that bracket as well of expecting that if I just walk onto the gym floor, people will just walk up to me and say, you know, how, how much do you charge? Let's get started. But and it is difficult. It's easy when you know how, when you know, we've, we've made a lot of mistakes. We racked up quite a bit of experience between us now. And now we know what to do and what not to do. You made, a bit of, you, you, made, you made the mistake. So then I told you how to fix it. And now you've just come along for the ride, basically. Ba basically. Carry on. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> We're only seven minutes in. Um, okay, here we go. So, no, but the, the idea is that when you do find them, when you do the work to figure out how to get it done, it is so satisfying when it comes off. Obviously, it's really satisfying for us to watch people post the results of the clients coming in and stuff. We get a big kick out of that. But we remember going through that ourselves, and it's so exciting when you finally see it come together and you get loads of interest in what you're promoting. You get a load of people through it. And you have people wanting to sign up afterwards. It's just one of the biggest biggest buzz you can get in business, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think, uh, do you know what the, the best bit about it is? The way that we teach the promotional element of what we're talking about today is that you build it in a way that's evergreen. 
So it's not something that you do once and then that's it. And you're like, okay, what's the next thing that I need to do? Do I need to move on to something new? The idea with what, what we coach and the way that we coach it is that it's replicable. Like you, you can do it again and again and again and again. There may be a, a few tweaks uh, each time, but that's the really exciting bit. You know, you, you, you take on 10, 11, 12 clients all in one go and then you go, holy shit, I can do this again in a couple of months time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you start to realize that you can move on your prices. You can make more demanding decisions around the time that you're seeing people, the services that you provide. So every, everything starts with lead generation. And a really power, there's many different ways to do that. But a really powerful one is, is this promoting of your, of your services and what it is that you can do. But doing that in, in an experience. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more today. Mm. So break, breaking down promoting into, I mean, there's, there's a lot to it, but we wanted to highlight two ideas that would be useful to any personal trainer that's about to or wants to promote and advertise themselves in the next few weeks or months. And that, that's the two ideas of scarcity and urgency. And the punchline here is that if you are not using either or both of these things, please fucking do it because they will make your promotions more uh, more effective, you'll get more people, you'll have people acting on stuff that they say they're going to do more regularly. You just have you just sign up more clients by using these two things. So very briefly, urgency is a product of time and scarcity is a product of capacity. And so you kind of got to get you wrap your head around this first of all. So when you run a successful promotion to promote um, an offer that you're putting out to your gym, your, your area, whether it's on social or whether it's locally, and um, you want to make sure that there is a it is time bound. In other words, in order for people to take advantage of your offer, they have to take action before a date. And then once they're in it, there's a set of actions they've got to, they've got to do, and they've got to do those actions again before a certain date. And because we all know, I mean, Craig, go back to when you and I were at university. If they didn't have deadlines on handing in dissertations, we'd still be trying to graduate now. We'd still be at uni. <laughs> so. That's the power of deadlines, and it's what drives people to cram for an exam to get stuff done. Um, and deadlines are all over the place in your life. So make sure that you use the same for your promotions. That's urgency. Hmm. Yeah, incredibly powerful. Um, very easy to do, but we, we seldom see it done. Um, so, yeah, very easy to implement when you know how. Just a, a little segue before we go into the next part. When we talk about promoting... What we're not talking about here is selling your services, i.e. three days to sign up to my program and pay me lots of money today, right now, immediately. Um, yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah, let's go on to the next the next piece that, that brings so much power. Yeah, so it's um, scarcity. And this is, this is, you have to be brave to do this because scarcity, as I said, is a product of capacity. So it means to say that you are only looking to take on a certain number of people into this offer. And then I think the, the, your brain and our brains, when we first came across this, said, well, we don't want to cap the number of people that we want to take on. But if you are, when you understand human psychology, you realize that people don't want to miss out on shit. It's why there's a phrase called FOMO, because people are fearful of missing out on something that they believe might benefit them or could be fun in some way. So in order to induce FOMO, which drives action, we have to cap things. And so actually, when you do your math and the numbers of your promo, how many people do I want to take on to this thing that I'm running such that I end up with the number of clients that I want? And remember what Craig said a moment ago, what you said, mate, was you can run this again. You can do this again next month and the month after that. And you can just change the wrapper and put a different theme on things. It's fine. 
But actually creating capacity on the number of people you want to take on will inevitably get you more people in the long run. So that's, that's, um, uh, that's scarcity. Yeah, nice. So we've got scarcity and urgency. And there's, like David said earlier, we could talk for hours and hours on promotion. So we're going to. No, um, we're. Um, no, it's not long for. <laughs> it's not long for. So, uh, yeah, no, we're. Um, we do a lot of work in promoting and help people. Promote. We do a lot of work. We do a lot of work in helping our oh, to do to do the work. Um, yeah, no, it's um, it's a really big part of building a business. And if you can build some some structure into your year so that you know when it is that you're promoting and you can do it again and again and again, it gets smoother and smoother and smoother. Yeah. And we call it, we, we're looking for hand raises. That's what we're looking for um, from the edge of a promotion. And that's essentially someone that's responding either conversationally or to a post or to an email or whatever it might be. Now, basically putting their hand up in the air and saying, what's that? What's that you've got? I'm interested in that. I'd like to, I'd like to hear some more. And that really is the, the target, the outcome of promoting. That's, that's the goal that we're looking for. Not signing up a client, just getting that hand raised, getting that person to put their hand up and say, I'm interested. And that, that speaks to the bit about if you design the right show, which we're going to go on to now, it's a good segue to, to showcasing. If you're clear on, on who you want to showcase to, in other words, what problems you can solve, then you'll be getting the hand raises, the metaphorical raising, raising of those hands from the right people. And if you, if we can just get into a headspace of starting conversations with the right people and bring them into our world to, to go on a, a journey of discovery with them about discovery of them and how you might be able to help them, then you get yourself into a really good headspace. And it doesn't feel like selling. It just feels like conversations with people that may be a, a good fit for you down the line. So that, that's a, a nice segue to... Um, showcasing, which is one of your favorite words. It is. Um, yeah. So we've promoted and we've got our, our message has been particular enough that we've called out to a certain type of person that has a certain type of problem, let's say, or thing that they would like to resolve or change about themselves. And what we're not doing is we're not saying to them, cool, I can help you with that. Come and sign up to my program. What we're doing instead is we're saying, cool, listen, I've got X amount of spaces on an experience that I'm going to be providing next week. I'd love to offer you a space and see if I can help you with that problem. There's no discussion around money. There's no discussion around long-term and do this and then sign up to the next six months. It's very simply, I want to give you an experience of what it would be like if you came to work with me. And so one of the things that I like I like phrasing to people in terms of as, as a coach, if you're listening to this and you're a coach, if you're not a coach, there's no point listening to this. So see you later. <laughs> Why are you here? Why are you here? Watching, they might be watching this video podcast that might appear in various places on the Internet. Very true. Oh, so, yeah. Um, if you're yeah, if you are a coach, then this is your job in, at this stage. It's to showcase how you are the solution to their problem. And so if you've got your marketing right, you're going to and you're talking to these people, you're nurturing them in conversation, you're going to have a pretty good understanding of what their problem is. The showcase, the thing that you deliver now is your ability to to show them that, to prove that to them so that by the end of this thing, by the end of the experience that you provide, they're like, holy shit, that was amazing. I can really see how if I was to continue doing that. This would really change the game for me. 
And, and I think a lot of people will resonate with the fact that um, they probably have had this happen at least once to them. And we have it happen all the time where you start a conversation with a potential, like you see someone, think, okay, you look like you could be a client, you sound like you might be a client, but it's, it's early in the journey. And then, then you might have stumbled across the word, the phrase personal training, or for us, it might be business coaching. And they're like, oh no, I can't afford that. I, I can't, no, I, don't have, I don't have the funds right now to invest in something like that. And we're like, that's fine. Listen, we're not talking about that now. We just want to get to know you a little bit. And if, if we go on that journey of discovery without assumption, without trying to force ourselves on, on that individual and tr try and ram our services down their throat, it's funny how many people after a few, I don't know, maybe a half an hour of, uh, of discussion and maybe a call, they're like, actually, this is a really good decision. And they, and they like, yeah, well, hang on a minute. You said that you couldn't afford it only a few hours ago, and now you like you want to sign up. So it's a funny, it's a funny um, psychology psychological journey that people go through, and it's why that if you understand that, unless people know what impact you can your personal training services can have on someone's life, you cannot engage in that money conversation too early and or too seriously, or it might just fuck you up. Yeah, well, totally. I, don't, I don't say fuck you up like lead you to missing an opportunity yeah that's that's why you should never directly promote the sale of your services your yes. promotion your, your promotions are there to start conversations and start to see who is out there that has a problem that you may be able to help and also like, like people don't directly want personal training they Correct. want what personal training can get them so like, that's why we, we literally you may use the word experience a couple of times and we that's one of the that's kind of the, the name of our training actually that we use but the idea is you want to give them an experience of what it would be like of you helping them achieve the goal that they want and then if you if you actually change the context then it, it just makes such a big difference in how you attract people into your world yeah you hear so you, often, you often hear people say um so we have something called the p the, the pt experience that that we deliver and it's as as Dave, as we've been saying, it's this showcasing. You often get people when they get to the end of this process, and we've mapped out this process from day one all the way through. You get them at the end of it saying, "I didn't realize that that's what you did. I didn't realize that that you provided that, or I didn't realize that I would feel this different after only this amount of time." And it's mm -hmm. that realization that is them. Look, let's say you charge two hundred pounds a month for your services. Ooh, it's that realize it's like that realization that makes people think do you know what maybe maybe i'll need to find the money when somebody says they can't afford you and they haven't even experienced it like what against what can't afford me against what like is that person spending 90 pounds a month on sky sports and having a takeaway every single week like can they afford it against that it's all about value and the experience is your opportunity to get your value high enough so that the price almost becomes irrelevant because they're like, I want that thing. And now I know what it's like. Now I can feel it. Like now, now. Try before you buy. Um, then they're, they're just going to go on their perception of what it is you're going to do with them. And let's be honest, most people's perception of personal training is someone that stands there, shouts at them, tells them what to do and counts reps. And we know that you're so much more than that. And we know that this industry can change lives, but we've got to show that to Joe Bloggs down the street so that he can value what it is that you do a hell of a lot more. Is it is that not what we teach at Velocity? Like count the reps and stand by the 
That's that's the that's all the advanced shit. Oh, the advanced, yeah, that's the advanced stuff. Right, fine, gotcha. Just thanks for clearing that up. Uh, There's one more thing I want to say about money, um, which I think is powerful, and then we can maybe touch on to the final bit, final third and final point I wanted to share with you guys today. Um, And it was that money. I was having a conversation with a friend last week about money and how it came to be. And the idea of money was that it's just it was like this neutral um, currency that everyone understood, so that people could make trades on things. Like you know, back in the day when they were trading food for like building materials or whatever, all the kind of fundamental living shit. And that once they 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 had people trying to trade different things from different like different commodities, they needed something that was gonna that was neutral. So when we realize what money is, it's just currency that people people both understand so that we can communicate and exchange. All that matters is what's being exchanged. And so PTs and everyone they struggle with money because they bring it in too early before they even know what the exchange is. The exchange is, I'm going to help you with my personal training program or services, solve the problem that you've got with your body, your health, your fitness, and the frustrations and the pain points you feel that you're struggling with today and where you want to get to where you aspire to be. Until we know that information, there's no exchange to be made. So money's irrelevant. And that's why like, we need to just like get away from that conversation wherever we can. Yeah, so, so true. Yeah, they've got to, There's got to be some education that happens in between those two things. Um, so... Let's just recap. We've promoted and we've we found... Well, we're quite, quite professional. We don't recaps now. Two, yeah, two, you're um, good at this, aren't you? I know what I'm talking about, mate. Well, um, so we've promoted We've promoted ourselves. We're not promoted directly. We're promoting and we're looking for hand raises. We're looking for people who have a specific problem that we think we can solve. Then the next thing is we showcase the ability to solve that. We're not trying to sell to them. We're not saying, oh, I think I can solve that. Come and join my six-month fat buster course. We're saying, listen, it does sound good. Um, listen, come and come and just come and work with me for, for a day. Come and work with me for a few days, whatever it might be. Our experience has got various different levels that you can go at um, depending on, on how you coach and who you're coaching. Um, but you're going to showcase and you're going to over-deliver to those people. You're going to give them something that makes them go, Jesus Christ, this is insane. This is amazing. And I'm getting this for free. And what you're starting to do is you're starting to show them what it would look like if this was a regular thing. That's ultimately what we're trying to do here is get people to just start to dream a little bit and think, well, if I was doing this every week, Christ, I'd be in I'd be in amazing shape or I can really see how I wouldn't have any question marks anymore about how I would go about doing this. And then that leads us to the final part. So we've done this. We've given them that experience. They're wowed. They're loving it. And they're on the edge of their seat thinking, what's next? And that's where we then show the show our coaches how to deliver a next steps session. And as David said earlier, you shouldn't need to sell at this point. That's really, really important. So, Dave, do you want to talk about the next step session and what that looks like? The first problem that I think a lot of trainers encounter is that that moment in a consult, taster, whatever you currently do when you think, right, I now need to transition to selling. And it feels yeah. like, right, there's this moment where, like, I've got, to, I've got to put on a different pair of shoes and a different hat because now I'm about to sell. And I think what, what we've done to help completely mitigate this problem is we have, we have, we give them language. And this language, as Craig said, is next steps. And the way we frame that is it's the next step that you're, or the next steps that the prospect, the person that's come into this, this showcasing environment, has to take in order to get their goals. Notice how there is a language there is what they have to do to achieve their goals because ultimately they're responsible. You're not going to do the work for them. 
And, and when you get in that, that's the way into the conversation. So you're going to sit down and actually talk through what they need to do over the next six, 12, 24 months to achieve the big idealistic outcome that you've now unpacked as a result of spending more time with them. And you can do a couple of clever things like using collective language like we and us. But ultimately, you're walking through like this is what I've learned and this is what I recommend you do. And at the end of that, you've got basically one question to ask, which is the easiest question. It's the nicest question that you can ask, which invites you to then suggestive sell, which maybe you can touch on in a minute, my friend. But the question is, would you like some help with that? Because you've just mapped out what the next steps are towards their journey. These are big things like you need to learn how to do weight training and be consistent with that. You need to learn how to run. You need to, you know, these kind of big rocks they need to move. And you say, would you like some help with that? And because you've built up so much rapport, so much trust, and they, they have seen you for who you are and being really wanting to help that individual, no one says no. And then it invites you to then say what that would look like. Yeah, really, really powerful and not to be missed. Just take that take that one sentence away with you uh, from this and, and look for the right, the right opportunity to ask. That's not the sort of thing that you can say when you've cold DM'd someone and said hey do you want do you want some help with you i've noticed that you're trying to lose weight do you want some help with that like we need we need to earn the right to ask that question for it to have the power need foreplay you do need foreplay that's a conversation for another day perhaps but um (laughs) no you're very you're very right you're very right so we've gone through this whole nurture process found the people we speak to them we nurture we showcase and then we're talking to them about what the next part of the journey looks like and they're starting to get excited so then we say is that something you'd like some help with they're like, well, yeah, like they've been so impressed by the journey so far. So then we can just say to them, well, can I make a suggestion? Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, no one's going to say no to that. And then you make your suggestion. If you think that they would be best off working with you twice a week, three times a week, then tell them that. Tell them exactly why that would be the case and then ask them, how does that sound? Sounds great. Cool. All right, let's go through it. And that's when you would then open up and start to talk about your prices and how it works. We, we have this thing around um, digging and painting, which we use in the next step session. We referenced it a couple of times already, but it's actually gonna make sense now. Um, so one, once we've delivered this amazing showcase, and again, we have this absolutely mapped out so that all of our coaches know exactly how to create this experience. The first thing that we wanna do in the next step session is kind of recap on why you've gone on this journey with them in the first place. So we're going to start what we call digging. We're going to start asking questions around how they're feeling right now, why they're feeling that way, perhaps why they haven't made progress to this point. Why does it frustrate them so much? What is it that's holding them back? And we're going to start to kind of unpack all of these things that are emotive. You know, they're they're things that frustrate people and, and they're angry or pissed off or annoyed that they're in the situation that they're in. And then we're going to go the other way and we're going to start to ask questions about where it is that they want to get to. And we're going to start to paint this picture of what it would look like if they could get rid of all those horrible things or how it would feel if they didn't put on their clothes in the morning and not, you know, not be proud of themselves or um, really lacking confidence or whatever it might be. And starting to create that space between these two places is a really, really powerful way of then coming in and say, would you like some help with that? Would you like some help with transitioning from this to this, which is so much nicer, so much better. And if you can dig deep enough, 
you'll really find the powerful bits that make the, make the difference. And if you can paint a clear enough picture for that person, then they're going to get super excited about what that might look like. And you being the space, in, you being the person that fills that space is going to mean that there's a very strong likelihood that they're going to want to work with you. Particularly if you've done the work beforehand to build the rapport to earn the trust. And then you dig and then you paint and you stand in between. You're like the perfect fit. It's like you're the perfect man or woman for that role. If you step in there and just you know, offer yourself and say, hey, would you like some help? The number of people that say yes is astounding. And then that will put you in a great position to sign up a load of clients, which is obviously what you want. So um, I think we've done uh, a good job, rather self-reflective self there. I think we have done a good job on those three things. We've done promoting with scarcity and urgency. We've done showcasing with over-delivery and giving them a real good experience of what it, what it would be like to have you as their PT. And then finally, you have this idea of a next step session with a couple of simple phrases and questions that you can use. Craig, should we finish on fun facts? Let's do it. Yeah, just just before we do that, if if that has um, if that has sparked something inside of you, then please we we encourage you to go and put something into action around those those three variables: how to get people put their hands up, how to then show them that you have the solution to their problem, and then how to carve out those next steps. And if you can go away and do something with that, honestly, there are so many clients out there for you. If you want some help with that, if you want to learn how to implement that, or you want to learn how we do that. Um, then just get in touch with us by Carrier Pigeon. And um, um, yeah, that's the only way to do it, Carrier Pigeon. Carrier Pigeon only. No, get in touch with us anyway. Um, well, we do smoke, smoke signals as work as well. It's fine. We can do that. That's, that's, that can be arranged. Yeah. Um, no, just get in touch with us over more conventional channels. And um, and yeah, we'll be happy to explain how just how we do that with our coaches and, and get the results that we get. But yeah, let's. without further ado, Fun Facts is back. Let's go through it. 30 second segue to why we're reintroducing this is that we did this back in 2022 when we had our first little sprint for the podcast. Then we then it dropped down the priority list and we stopped. We've restarted in 2023. Um, we're building up a little bit of momentum. And you listened to some of, some of our podcasts the other day and you actually found it funny. So we thought, even if no one else finds this funny, we'll listen to this back later and we'll giggle. So it's fine. It doesn't say a lot for our content when I thought the best bit was the shitty fun facts at the end. But <laughs> we're going to go with it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And do you know what? The worst thing about it is the one that I found, I think I've already used, but I'm going to use it again. Brilliant. This is, this is, so this is, this is great content. <laughs> this, is, this is top class content. Um, the Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimetres taller during the summer due to thermal expansion, meaning that the iron heats up and the particles gain kinetic energy and they take up more space. <laughs> the, re <laughs> the, re the reason why I chose this is that when I, uh, my wife and I went up the Eiffel Tower, we went to Paris for our baby moon prior to little Bella arriving. And I, and I didn't realize that I was scared of heights, or at least it's got worse if I was before. And I'm going up from the middle section to the very top section in the elevator. And you feel this like Eiffel Tower getting narrower and narrower. And I shit myself. I was, I was, uh, my, my body started like tightening up. My heart rate was like, felt like it was going to bounce out of its chest and my, very pregnant wife at that stage was like, you're all right, David. And that was a very scary event for me. I didn't enjoy it at the top and I wanted to get back down as soon as possible. So if only, probably... if only it had been a cold day and it wasn't that extra 15 centimetres. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> if, it was, if, if it was in the middle of winter, I'd have been fine. What are you worried about? Nothing. Yeah, nothing okay, here's mine. Um, and the reason I want to read this out is this is a question that I've literally only just found out the answer to and I've always wondered. So oh, why... Why does grass 
make us itch? Any idea? No. This is amazing. You've always, you've always wondered the answer to this question. Have you ever like led down? I'm from Somerset, right? So you lie down, you lie down in the fields, and then you get up, you think, oh, and you're really itchy on the backs of your arms or backs of your legs. Well, I will tell you the bloody answer, and the answer yeah, is get, get me out of my misery. Is that the tiny edges and bristles on the grass actually make small cuts on your skin? So they don't call it blades of grass for no reason. So grass, when you lie on it, actually cuts you, and that's why that's why it itches. So you can you can go to bed and rest easy with that knowledge safe in the old. And and you can also be excited because the next time you head down the pub with your mates or out for a coffee with your friends, you've got two great facts to share. I mean, yeah. most knowledgeable man, most knowledgeable man in the room now. Gosh, fucking hell. Right. Thank you so much, everyone. And we hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back again very soon for another one. Bye for now.